Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat, powered by X2 Power. And guys, today we've got an awesome show lined up, right on par for what we're doing right now with the Serious Angler and Business from the Bass Boat brands. Um, at least on the Business from the Bass Boat side of things, we've been really talking about a couple of different founders and that kind of a thing when it comes to companies and how they're being built and that that staying true to Business from the Bass Boat. And the other side is kind of the analysis of the tournament organizations right now, what we're seeing going into 2023. Things always are changing and um, where anglers are going to, are going to end up next year. And I'm excited to, uh, to, to dig into this um, kind of had a, a, a bomb drop within the last week here. So this show is being recorded uh, prior to the Monday that it goes out, but basically the NPFL, changing entry fees um, again here, and then also showing a higher first place prize. So um, I thought, why not get uh, the, from the source directly when it comes to the NPFL on to talk about these changes um, and everything that's going in the industry right now. So without further ado, let's bring in Brad Fuller, president of the NPFL. How's it going, Brad? Good, Adam. How are you, buddy? Dude, I'm doing well. Doing well, staying warm. I'm out here in Colorado, so um, man, I'm I'm my off season. I spend a lot of time hunting and um, that kind of a thing. And uh, overall, I just get excited getting into uh, into stuff, thinking about 2023 fishing wise. There you go, man. That's, we got we got to have something to look forward to. It's uh, it's pretty warm here. I'm in Ohio, so it's about 45, 46 today. So it has been pretty cold, but we're uh, we're surviving. Nice, nice. Are you are you a hunter at all? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yep, yep. We got yeah. about 167 acres here on our family farm. We're building a house here now. I'm actually in the MPFL weigh-in trailer office uh, outside of our new construction home going on. So, yeah, it's it's uh it's been a rough year, man. But it's it's nice to be back here in Ohio full time. You know, where I can hunt every day if I want to, and and all that. So it's it's cool. Heck yeah, heck yeah, awesome, awesome, man. Well, dude, let's just get right into it. Um, I am am super excited uh, to see. Saw the press release today, just on the NPFL um, first place prize bumping, doubling uh, over overnight. Essentially, here with that with that number of a hundred thousand. Um, really, I just wanted to get into kind of some of the decision making behind some of this, where this is coming from. We're looking at uh, uh, pushing right up to 2023 here. Now fishing seasons have a little bit time to start, but where's this kind of all coming from on your end of things? Well, it's man, that's, that's the catalyst of this conversation, right? So here's obviously we are an anger centric league, not just in the way we operate, but funding, right? We're anger funded. Let's, let's be straight up about it. You know, we, we don't, we haven't been around long enough to garner some of the major sponsorship packages that, that, that are floating around out there. So if we don't have anglers, we don't have an NPFL. Um, we made a decision back at the beginning of this year to, to raise entry fees and go to 6000 to facilitate a championship. Yep. We felt like a championship was something that sponsors had said they wanted. Um, and and the, the crazy thing is, like, based on what we put out, the sponsors responded. Like, it's been the best sponsorship year we've had, and we feel like having a championship was a big part of that. Mm. And, and understand this, man, like I, I've used this analogy and, and, and I feel like, like I, I'm a military guy. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a country boy at heart. Like that's, that's what we do. And we're learning this bass fishing game. 
and you know Mike Como and Kathy Como are, 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 are owners with us, and they have built a very success, bought and sold a very successful business uh, in the grocery store chain up north. And what we've learned from being with them over the last eighteen months is is look up to this point, we feel like we've been playing checkers, and the rest of the fishing industry, fishing industry has been playing chess, mm. and we feel like we've built one of the best ran logistically put together tournaments. And and we don't say that everybody else does, right. We got to catch the business up to that. Um, but look, we're also not afraid to go. Yeah, we won't do that again. So we're going to chop this $6,000 debacle as I've, I've called it. Um, we had, we had 28 anglers signed up up until a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't move without anglers. So, Look, it's either change and adapt and put the best product out there we can put out for anglers that make us an attractive place to come and live and fish, or we fold up the doors, we lose all of our money we've invested, and we all go do something else. We're not those people. Um, I don't quit. Mike doesn't quit. Um, you know, we're, we're not the people who just walk away from the first sign of adversity. So we sat down, and, and this was Mike's idea. He, he brought this to me and said, look, man, I, I think I've got something here. Oops, sorry. He said, I think we got something here. And we ran through the numbers, and we started looking at everything. And, and the, the question is, Adam, can we change now? Like, like is there time? Is there, is, there, is there 130 anglers out there who have the fiscal means and the desire to come out and fish at this level? The bottom line is we're going to see. Um, so when we started rolling this stuff out, we're like, we want to be the most attractive option for the biggest section of anglers. Mm. And we feel like if we build it, this is a model we had templated out for 24. And we're exactly. like, man, if, why are we saving it? Right. Let's, it was a little different, but so we just put it together and had a meeting with the anglers last night. Like you said, we're, we're, we're taping this about a week earlier. So when we woke up this morning, we had about 14 new applications and just a few minutes ago, we had 39 more new applications. Wow. So, um, and, and it's hard because I, I chased the coasters around back when they were the coasters, never fished at the, at the, at the pro level above that, but separating yourself from what you like and what you think from what the anglers want that are out there doing this is hard. I, I never, I just didn't think that I wanted to pay deeper in the fields, you know, have, have more guys available that could cash a check and, and kind of pr- keep them going in the business, if you will. Dude, clearly people like the hundred thousand dollar payout. So, you know, we're, we're paying out 478,500 across uh, 41 places with a hundred thousand to win. Um, I get so far, it seems like people like it, but we'll see where we end up. Yeah, dude, that's, that's an interesting point just on listening to the anglers and, uh, what people want. Um, I think that first of all, that's an incredible thing for our sport to have organizations that, that do that sort of a thing. And then, um, the other side of it too, I a hundred percent agree with you. I have a hard time, for instance, with our, our podcast, um, you know, it's, it's Bailey, Andrew and I are partners on it and, and we'll have a discussion on how we want to do something. And my thought process is, okay, well, how I listen to podcasts, how I pertain the fishing world, like that kind of a thing. But then it's like, hey, hold up. We need to look at everyone else. This isn't just how I would like, you know, like to do things. Because to your point, right, I think there's there's a big advantage um, in some situations to people who are saying, hey, look, for the long term, I'd rather have a, a payback that pays deeper rather than that, that big price tag uh, tipping point. 
But then again, um, when you see that that top price tag, for whatever reason, people have like a sticker shock, right? They're like, oh, I'm fishing for six figures today. Well, and it's it, it, some of it is industry, you know, industry standard, right? Like, like what what's the number to go fish for? And look, man, I, I said checkers, not chess, right? Like, we're 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 pretty far up there, paying out a hundred thousand. If you're looking at just the number one spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, then you start sprinkling in all the other things we do to make us attractive. The trailered weigh-ins, fishing all three days. Like, there's some separation there, but. Hey man, I think it's going to be interesting to see the phone calls we get here in the next. Cause that, you know, that hundred thousand, you only got to win one, right? Like, so, and, and it changes your entire, it could change you. It could, it could, it could propel you for a couple seasons. Um, if you can, if you can notch, you know, one win, you take someone like Taylor Watkins, who I saw you had on uh, last week or in, yeah. in the past, he would be sitting on 300 K right now. Like oh, it's, yeah. That's pretty good juice, right? That's 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 some good cheddar. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting. Look, man, I, I've had a lot of conversations today with anglers and guys like, man, I wish you know, I'm already committed for this. I'm like, hey, man, like we'll, we'll be here next year. You know what I mean? So, look, I, I don't. We've never begrudged anybody for you know to to go chase something else or go do whatever. It's what's best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do what's best for us and our families as well. And I think that's something that gets lost. We we're a very small organization. Um, you know, myself, my wife, Paul and Kathy, or Mike and Kathy Como, and then Paul uh, and, and Tara, and then Big Al, who's the founder. Like, look, man, that's it. We're, 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 we are the company, right? And then we've got about nine guys who chase us around the country that we really pay diddly squat. They, they love being a part of it. Um, but everybody we have in the company and the business is emotionally vested through relationships we have together, right? Um, Look, we, we want to grow and be as big and bad as we can possibly be. And we're not willing to sacrifice our morals or any of our virtues to do that. But we also got to run a business, right? And and I really feel like the theme of 2023 is we are going to run our business in a way that secures uh, a future for, for, for myself and the rest of the owners and all the anglers. So mutually beneficial is the term we use, right? What's good for us is good for you and vice versa. Um, we'll see where it ends up, but that's our, that's kind of our mindset. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I like that. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, right? Like with anything, you have to make money to be in it for the long haul. Um, and that's just the truth of it. And, um, if you want something to survive, it has to be profitable. Unfortunately, that's just how our world works. And I, I like the thought process of, saying let's make this mutually beneficial and how anglers can be a part of these decisions and what they're striving for. And if people want a hundred thousand dollar payout, let's do it. Um, that being said, right? Like I would imagine on the back end of that, the payout structure would change because I've always noticed with the NPFL, it's a strong payout past that $50,000 mark, right? It was, it was pretty high in that top 10, especially, um, past that. You know, how much of a change is that going to be? Obviously, that depends on how many anglers there are, but does that? Yeah, so we're, we're basing everything off of 130 right now. Um, and look, it's hard for me because when you, you go, man, it's 100000 to win. Second's 20000 That's not a bad payday on a $5,200 entry. Um, no. But I think I think we keep it at above 10000 in the top 10 um, and then down to 20. Um, but it certainly 
look, man, when you do when you go to a hundred thousand payout, mm-hmm. that leaves you three seventy eight five to spread across thirty forty other places. Sure. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to us how we disseminate that three seventy eight five through that board, except for the fact that you have to do what's what's going to garner you the most anglers. Like, make no doubt about it. This business has become mm-hmm. how do you keep the anglers? The anglers feed every single tour whether it's the elites, whether it's the invitationals, whatever it is, and all of them, if you don't have anglers, you don't have a, a company. You don't have a business. Sure. The thing that's different at the MPFL is to this point, we are still building, you know, if you look at the world poker tour kind of model, we're building the big event first. Like we don't have anything to prop us up. So everything we do is solely focused, which is good and bad. There, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Um, so we, we are, we feel like this is a great stepping stone for the next one, two, three, four, five years. Mm. Like if, if we can get this nailed down based on what we saw from sponsors this year, and we think, we think this also makes us a lot more attractive to sponsors. Matter of fact, I know it does. I've already had a conversation with one today. Like, Hey man, that hundred thousand sexy. I'm like, dude, I just, I don't know. Hey, I'm all about being wrong when I can benefit from it. Right. And, and clearly we we've hit a vein here. I just got off the phone with a guy who was an FLW tour angler for I think nine years, fished with us a couple of years, wasn't going to fish next year. He's like, well, dude, now I got to fish. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, like send me the contract. Like I'm coming. So um, oh. I don't know, man, it's a, it's a tough business. It's a tough environment. It's a tough economy. Diesel, it cost me 247 bucks a while ago to fill up my truck. Like I, I get it. Um, guys are still going to fish. I promise you. Right. It's, 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 it's an addiction. It's a drug. Like guys are going to go out and do it. We want them to do it with us. And we feel like we're offering a great package. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think regardless of what the economy is doing, regardless of gas prices, um, I think it plays, it plays into people's minds, but at the end of the day, we're crazy, man. Like fishermen are wild. Like we're willing to go spend way too much money to go chase down a dream to go chase down a little green fish in a tournament and um yeah you're doing what you guys feel to be competitive um with the current landscape of professional fishing and uh i i i think it's a great move i really do i think uh and it's and it's obviously in the short time that it's been public you're seeing results of it and buzz around it um immediately on the angler side. And then, like you said, it's an, it's just a numbers game of, of how many anglers um, can you fill before that first event? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. And, and we've had that discussion a couple of times today. What if, what if, what if I'm like, Hey man, we're solely focused on one We're going to push as hard as we can possibly push and, and shake every tree and rattle every bush and look under every rock for an angler who wants to come fish with us. We spent a, we spent a good chunk of money on uh, paid media, and um, I'm marketing on, on our, all of our social platforms. Um, and, and we involved the guys too, right? The, the, the 28 guys. Plus we had, we had another, probably we had 54 guys on the call last night. Those are guys that, Hey, I'm fishing. I just, I got to get X, Y, or Z in line. We invited all those guys as well. Um, and we said, look, man, you're all part of this. It means more coming from an angler. Like if Jake says it or Taylor says it or Bryant says it when, when they're with us, it means more coming from them because they're in it. Sure. I'm supposed to say it. I'm supposed to be here talking about how great we think it is and everything, but those guys live it and they're, they're ones spending their money to come and do it. So it means more coming from them. They are our best recruiter hands down. So, 
um, we told them to go to work and they are, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. No, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think that it's always, uh, always coming from somebody who's living it, who's doing it, uh, making the sacrifices to go chase that thing. Um, it's going to be your best situation. And I think, uh, from an overall coverage standpoint, and again, like you're saying, like I'm someone who fishes the Toyota series or will jump into an open as a co-angler and fly across the country to do something. I'm not in this to where my entire livelihood is depending or a big portion of my livelihood in some of this stuff. So it's a good point to bring up just in general stuff, but from an outside perspective, I'm, I'm a fishing nut, watch everything live all the time. I've watched every NPFL event get more anglers. It's more anglers calling Brad. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I was trying to figure out how to turn that off and I just haven't broke the code yet. So apologies. No, you're good. Um, but more than anything, like, uh, the live coverage, um, is a, is a big player in my eyes. Uh, and, and I think people pay attention to that more than anything, especially the, the tournament heads out there. Um, it makes it super interesting. Are there any changes going into that in, uh, in 2023 at this point? So we, 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 so here, here's, here's the way this works. So a little peek behind the scenes that, at least at the MPFL, I, I don't know what Chase and those guys are doing at Bass. Probably a little different than we do. Um, but I literally have – I think I looked yesterday. I had 27 spreadsheets open on my on my Mac, right? And all those spreadsheets are courses of action. If this happens, we do this. If this happens, we do this. How can we piece it all together? With everything, Adam, being geared towards what's best for the company – and therefore what's best for the anglers, right? So will there be changes to production for 2023? Maybe, but this angler count is going to dictate all of that. Mm. Or we do have some pretty significant sponsor negotiations going on with some, some companies that can change the face of our company. I mean, just being honest with you, like depending on where they come, you know, we, we've got some big multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies that are with us now, Progressive, Black Rifle. Um, and then we've got some great endemic companies that are that are here with us that we're, we're very, very happy about. Mm-hmm. Fast Tank, ProGuy Batteries, so on and so forth. And I, I know I'm leaving some out and I'm going to get thrashed by our sales guy for not <laughs> all of them, um, Paul Benson. But look, man, any one of those can change the face of your company and your season with one stroke of the pen. Crazy. Right? So yeah. listen, I am the production guy. I, I help Brian Keller up there, the fix and, and, and Kyle Carpenter and all those guys. I'm very involved in that production company. They built that production company kind of with us in the MPFL. We're very tightly uh, kind of intertwined. Um, I, I want more. I always want more. And, and it's what we can afford. That stuff is extremely expensive. Like it is the single biggest cost above payouts, everything else that we have at the MPFL. Um, it's really, really expensive, but you have to have it to garner the, 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 the money you want to really make your company go. It's all about capital. Sure. Well, it's just, it's wild to me how much this industry and, and you said it just with the snap of your finger, um, sponsorship wise that can change in a, in a positive and a negative light overnight. Um, especially, the non-endemics, it seems like, um, right? They, they're stroking the... Do you feel like that's the case or, or am I off there? No, no, I, I agree. Here's the problem. And I'm not going to be a popular guy in bass fishing circles for saying this. 
it's, it's because these non-endemics have been smoked by entities within the business uh, and they've been burned. Trust me. I've, I've had the conversations with them. Right. And listen, when, when a sponsor comes to us, we, we have, we have data box, right. Which, which is a, I don't know if you're familiar, it's a culmination tool that takes all of your data and co-locates it in one place and video impressions, organic post and pre- all those things. And we say, Hey, here's our data box login. We built you a page, go take a look. And you parse the numbers and the data, how you want to see them, right? Mm-hmm. And it, our, listen, it, it's it's raw data at that point, right? And I just I feel like I know that there there have been their words, not mine. They've they've never they haven't seen the return on their investment that they feel they should have seen, right? For the money they spent. Here's the great thing about the MPFL. Remember that small little group I talked about and those nine guys who chase us? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not real expensive, right? Like we don't cost a lot. Our overhead is so low here that I don't need $87 million to make this thing go. Sure. I, don't need, I, don't need, I don't need hardly a tenth of that just to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, so when you start looking at what we need versus to be really profitable and, and be able to grow – um, cause I'll be honest, the MPFL is a crap business right now. It's not good. It's, yeah. it, just from a profitability standpoint. Right. So yeah. myself, we, we pay our tournament director, we pay our staff. None of the ownership group has ever taken a dime from the MPFL. That has wow. to change. Like we can't continue to go and do what we do and put in the effort we put in and not be profitable. Right. Sure. So we, we are, we're willing to invest our blood, sweat and tears because we feel like the payoff, our payoff is in two to three to five years, right? Like we're willing to invest and work now and make some money later. Otherwise, the MPFL would not work. If I had to pay a president, if I had to pay a chairman, if I had to pay, you know, my wife does all the books and does all the info. If we had to pay them, this wouldn't be here. But we're willing to invest the time and effort into it. And being at the events and putting the effort we do in the events, because we know that's what really matters to anglers in the, at the end of the day. Good payouts, a well-ran tournament, and a fun environment a family friendly kind of like we, we let our loved ones, the anglers loved ones fish with them in official practice. Like you we want to foster those relationships. We caught a lot of grief for it. Um, I guarantee you next year when we launch our first tournament practice, that there'll be an angler call me and go, Hey, so-and-so has got an angler over here in his boat fishing. I'm like, yeah, man, did you read the rules? Like immediate family or people approved by the MPFL can practice. If he's going to beat you because his nine-year-old son's in the back of the boat fishing with him, you need to fish harder. That's exactly how that conversation goes. Wow. that's a, Well, what I love about that, I guess, I didn't realize that from a practice perspective. I mean, say you're trying to include your family in this when you can, right? You're traveling with your family. Bringing a kid along, you're, you're like you said, you're fostering that relationship um, to get out on the water with dad. And, and that's what it's uh, – I think that's a real, real refresher in the tournament industry in general to have the ability to do that. And of course you're going to have somebody that gets mad about it, right? Like there's tournament fishermen are the most, and you know it better than anyone. <laughs> like the biggest complainer cry babies I had, have like ever been around and I'm one of them, but it's like, you've got to be kidding me. The amount of just um, flack that tournament organizations catch, it makes it extremely difficult to run a tournament. Well, man, I, I will tell you. So, and, and I'm going to drop his name here because I love him to death. I'm so happy for him. Br- Bradley Hallman. Right. Yeah. Whenever came and worked for us at Florida, did the live coverage with Luke when, when Dudley had to, had a conflict with the schedule. 
he pulled me aside and he grabbed me by the arm. He goes, don't you ever let him change that. Don't you let him beat you up. Like keep, keep that. He goes, dude, that's the most phenomenal thing in the world. And it just stuck with me how passionate he was about, dude, don't, don't let a few guys who don't like it. Like if you get beat because your 90 year old grandpa's in the boat with you, like, come on, man. Like, you know, you need to reevaluate your life. Um, There's an advantage. And this is what I tell over anglers. Absolutely. 1000%. John Cox, our John Cox, not the John Cox. He says he is the, cause he was the first, but (laughs) he stood up in a meeting and said, if you think taking my wife in the boat with me, listening to her complain about food and where to use the bathroom and we're out of cookies and the water's not cold anymore. Like if you think that's an advantage, you can have, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's cool, man. Like it's fun to see all the kids out there with their dads. We've got an angler. I'm pretty sure he fished with us last. I'm sorry. He fished with us year one, um, went and did another tour last year. He's coming back because of that. He's like, dude, I took my kids out of school. The first year I fished the MPFL, we, we homeschooled them. We traveled the country. We got to show them things that they never would have seen otherwise. And they got to fish with me at the events. He's like, I'm coming back as we want to do that again. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I, I think that's a, a unique thing that I, I wasn't aware of um, and, and makes a, a big difference, I think, when it's someone's decision. Because let's face it, like every decision you make as an angler, part of your family is involved or should be in that, in that decision. And um, that's, a, that's a win. That's, that's a slight W that, hey, maybe the wife will let you go do it if you can go, to, to, go take the kid out. Well, man, and, and we enjoy... Like, that's just the environment. You know what I mean? Like, we, we know almost all the wives by their first name. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the kids and um, it it's a cool deal. Like, I, I don't ever want to lose that, mm. right? Like, no matter what happens, the money and the payout, like, all that stuff, like, that's something I'm not willing to sacrifice on. And if you don't feel like – if you don't want to fish with us because you don't agree with that, then I, I wish you all the best and um, – we, and that's in a time when we desperately need anger, anglers, right? But if I had 30 anglers right now says, you change that rule and I'll come fish, I, I will shut the MPFL down and walk away from it before I sacrifice that. Yeah, I, I think that culture side gets lost at some point um, in competition. And it makes it a much more enjoyable experience. I guess my only comparison would be, like, for instance, this last year I fished a Toyota series on the West coast and then also fished a Toyota series in the central part of the country. And I have always noticed I'm in Colorado, so I got to drive freaking far wherever I go, but I've always noticed when I go West and I think it's because it's a smaller tight knit group of guys or whatever it is, but like there's so much more camaraderie at the boat ramp in the morning. Like there's so much more of, uh, messing around with each other and enjoying each other's time. And I feel like for whatever reason, when I go East, there just seems to be less of that. And that's just a a very anecdotal single person's experience. But like, I noticed how much happier I was going West than I did East just based on the people I was around. And I didn't know any of them. You know what I mean? Like, not really. It was kind of cool. Well, I'll tell you, man, like, listen, I'm I'm a deeds, not words guy, right? Don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me. So You'll sure. never hear us saying we're the best or we are this or blah, blah, blah. Like we go out, put our head down, work hard and let the chips fall where they may. We're very secure in that. But anglers have said that's the part they love. I, I, dude, I could sit here and name a hundred different deals where we've seen anglers help each other out. And it all starts with culture. Anytime you're building a company, a corporation, a military, whatever you're building, 
the culture is a direct reflection of the people that are in charge. One thousand percent. We demand people be respectful. We demand that people like generally care about each other in, in a sense where, Hey man, ch- help somebody change a tire or, and, and we, we've seen people give up things knowing they're giving him an advantage, but like, man, it's, it'll come back to me. It's the right thing to do. Um, that, that's something I'm really proud of is the culture we built amongst the anglers at the NPFL. And look, there's a lot of people who talk about, well, that's because they're all nobodies and, you know, they're just in it together. You, you look, when you're the underdog, you kind of lock arms and, and march forward with a little more steam in your head. If you're leading the pack, you're kind of looking over your shoulder all the time. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think the guys at the MPFL understand what we're up against, right? Um, listen, we set this thing out. The questions we had to ask is, were there enough guys to make this thing fiscally viable? Yep. Could could we run a production that was on par with what's available out there, at least make it good enough for people to watch. I think we exceeded that expectation in my eyes. Can we take in a regionally successful angler and make him a national brand? The answer is yes, we can. Right. That's huge. I that, think that's last one is, that last one is probably the most important because that ties directly into the business side of sponsorship. Mm. Right. Two years, man, we've had two tournament years and look what we've done. I, I'm, I'm the worst. My wife gets on me all the time enjoy what you've accomplished. I'm always looking for the next problem, looking for the next thing. And I really had to take a second. And I'll be honest, when we had 28 anglers signed up, I'm like, man, this, this may be it. You know what I mean? Like the reality of it is if we don't get anglers, we don't have a lead, but man, look what we've done so far. Like no one gave us a shot to even get it off the ground in a COVID year. Right. We launched the league, stubbed our toe, ran a great season this year. And we're staring at a really good 23 that I fully anticipate executing and going off without a hitch like it's not going to be easy and i didn't sign up for easy i didn't sign up for someone to lay this thing at my feet and just kick up and drink coffee and watch the world go around like we're, we're going to get out and work and we're going to earn it yeah yeah dude i think that last part has been proven time and time again right i mean um i taylor Watkins and i had this conversation on the show like the names that have come out of the NPFL have made national names for themselves is, uh, is astounding. And, and I think that sponsors see that. I think anglers see that. And those top tier guys, your John Sukups, your Taylor Watkins, um, Bryant Smith, like those guys have built, built their brand and their name with the help of the NPFL massively. And, uh, I think that's a huge feather in the cap of the NPFL and anglers uh, need to be aware of that and, and consider that when making tournament decisions uh, in 2023. So, so let's talk about that elephant, right? I, I had a major industry person tell me that we should strongly discourage Bryant and John from chasing the elites, right? Mm. You build them, you should keep them is what I was told. Here's the deal, man. We're not those people. Like we, we want those, if those guys want to go be elite guys, we, we understand who, listen, this is a two year old tournament organization. Yeah. Bass but look, I mean, they have the granddaddy of every bass fishing tournament that will ever be known to exist. When we've been around for 50 years, they're going to be sitting on a hundred, right? Like I'm it's not true. facing those guys at bass. Am I competing with them? 1000%. But for me to wish ill will and someone not to succeed like John to not make the elites or Bryant not make the elites because I think it benefits me is crap. That's what's wrong with this industry, right? If you can't 
wish success on everybody. I don't need someone to fail for me to succeed. Because guess what? I'll make another John Soka. I'll make another Brian Smith. And if we keep doing things the way we're doing them, it'll be a darn tough decision when those guys leave. As sooner or later, someone's going to choose to stay here and fish over going somewhere. And that's when we know we're starting to turn the corner, right? Mm. Listen, look what they offer. Look what we offer. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's apples to oranges in my opinion, but I will tell you this, like, I feel like we're sneaking up on it, right? Like, and, and as long as we keep hold true to who we are and what we're doing, I'm good to build 10 more Johns and 10 more Bryants. Cause at some point, one of those guys are going to be like, you know what, man, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay here and fish with you, Yeah. but it's their choice. The monopolization of anglers through schedule is the number one downfall in bass fishing right now. Like if you could, if you had a crystal ball or sorry, a, a genie to rub it, make a wish. And you're yeah. an angler, you should wish for the schedules to be deconflicted because if Patrick Walters wants to come and make $95,000 at the MPFL and fish the elites, in my opinion, we need to get together because it's what's good for Patrick. It's what's good for anglers. I don't care about me. Eh, that's a lie. I do care about me. <laughs> but, but why can't we have it all? Right. So, and yeah. look, man, it's tough. Like, scheduling is the hard. Like, when people ask me, what's the hardest thing about this so far? It's not anglers. Like, it's always been building a schedule because there's, there's really not that many available weekends. Right. And when you have opens, Toyotas, MLF, M- Invitationals, and Bass Elites, like, when you start looking at those, we focus on. BPT, Invitationals, and at least because they have coverage. So we're competing in that viewership space, right? And some of those we focus on harder than others based on the numbers and the true algorithm numbers that come back on head-to-head, right? We know what affects us the most. And here's the deal. Um, I would just love for us all to get together, man, and do what's best for the anglers. Like when we talk about growing the sport, letting little Johnny – my son come in the boat with me, my grandfather who doesn't have a whole lot of years left to be able to be out there in a boat with me. I want to spend time with him. Like that's, in my opinion, that's deeds, not words. That's growing the sport, mm-hmm. right? That's prolonging the lineage of, Hey man, I remember when I practiced with my dad at this tournament and he won it or finished dead last, but I was there with him. All those things go into the identity of who you are as a company. And we're still figuring that out, man. I'll be honest with you. We feel like we've got some very strong and very good things in front of us, but we're not. What we look like this year, yes, we're running the exact same. We've told all of our anglers, you come fish with us this year, you're an automatic, you're you're automatically in next year. Like there's no question if 130 guys sign up and all 131 to fish, everybody else is just gonna have to figure it out and wait. Because mm-hmm. we're not gonna make the field any bigger and we're not gonna kick somebody out who came with us this year. Um, we, we want, we want the anglers to choose and the anglers to have the viability to make as much money in fishing as they can. And we, we feel like schedule, the monopolization of those anglers through schedule is, is a major downfall. Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit more, um, on the schedule side of things. I think that that is a great mindset. It's like the abundance mindset, right? Like there's, we'll get ours, you know, we don't, we don't need to look at somebody failing for us to be, you know, you don't want to wish that upon somebody like there's, there's enough to go around. Like let's, let's make this a, a viable deal for everyone. Um, on, on that aspect, when it comes to mo- m- the monopolization of schedules. Now, when you say that, 
is that kind of talking about the race for, you know, X organization to get their schedule out as soon as possible so that guys have to make that decision? Is it competing on the same weekends for tournaments that guys like what, what do you mean by that? Well, just, just for instance, I, 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 I will speak, I will speak to the MPFL, right? Like I, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't know how Bass does it. I don't, I don't know how the guys over at MLF do it. I, I honestly don't know. I have an idea, but I, I don't know. Sure. So we, we, we look at it from a business standpoint of, and we did it different this year than we did last year. Last year, we were the last ones to put our schedule out. Everybody came out. I was adamant we need to stay off all this stuff. We changed our schedule three times after we put it out super late. The anglers were pissed. They're like, man, like, will you guys please lock this thing down? Well, guess where we ended up? Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Halloween, Mother's Day, and Easter. We fished either up against or on all those holidays. Yeah. Well, they, were, they were pissed about that. Like, oh, man, I, I, I'm fishing on all the holidays. I'm like, bro, you can't have – like, we can't be off of everything, opens, everything, and and not fish. Because guess what? The only thing left is holidays. Yep. So this year we said, hey, our schedule was done. We started on our schedule Early. last year. Yeah, yeah. And we also – like, our 24 schedule is almost done. Like, we're almost ready to – and and we, we were like, we're going to release our schedule. Well, guess what we have this year? I've got guys like Patrick and Jason Williamson who fish with us this year that desperately want to fish in the MPFL, but they can't because there's two conflicts. They're not going to cash. They're not, they're not going to pay 10-4 for events they can't even show up to. And if they pay for them and don't fish, they're not going to make the championship, right? Sure. So they're giving that away. It's not it's not a good business decision for them to come fish. Um, love those guys. I just want them around, right? Um and, and same thing on the invitationals, like Keith Carson, you know, wants to fish, but he's like, man, I, I can't just throw away 5,200 bucks and, and not come fish. I'm like, well, bro, if you look at it, you've, you've made more money here than he's never missed a check at the MPFL. Like, I was like, you can't say that about where you're going. Right. So really fiscally, where, where's your mind at, you know, making decisions about that. But listen, Keith's an awesome guy. Um, if I could have 130 of him, Dude, I would I would put my feet up and literally just watch the world go by because he would be <laughs> everything we need. Um, but the scheduling, let's let's say this, and I think I know where you're going. Do you know why that'll never be fixed? That's a rhetorical question. Do, do you know why? As far as like the schedules not being unaligned with each other. Yeah. Well, they won't be. They'll never be deconflicted. I I, I believe that you have entities out there that are literally putting things on top of each other to force anglers to only be able to make a decision about where they go and what they do. I believe that. I've, all, I, I, I've always thought that too, to be honest with you, Brad. I mean, I, I've, I've always thought, I mean, um, BTL, right. Uh, Matt and Mark, I mean, especially when Mark was there, um, he always talked about why can't we have organizations all sit around a table and say, Hey, here's the schedule. Like let's, let's work together. So anglers can fish multiple series and have that crossover and, uh, um, you know, Matt's a great friend of the show and, and we, we've talked about it off air too, but it's just like, I, I feel like you're, you're dead on there. I feel like well, you're think about this, right. If I, I understand what, like I do, like from the business, if you're just a cold hearted, boom, like business guy, like I don't care about just the business, right. I built this guy, my company helped. Now he funded it by the way, but I, 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 I put the business together that he built his name off of. I own that, right? 
So I'm going to make sure that nobody else gets the garner of the success that we've built with this guy in our company. They're sure. not employees, man, right? They're, they're 1099. They pay for a service, yep. right? And yep. here's why there's two things that are, that'll, why it'll, it, it, in the foreseeable future, it won't change. One is ego. Anything that's wrong with bass fishing, 99.9% of the time, you can check back and somebody's ego is why that's happening. CEO, chairman, pre- who, like somebody down, whoever it is, there is an ego involved in that somewhere. Guys aren't humble enough in the sport. They're not. The other one is angers are the same way, right? Angers only care about themselves. Their only allegiance is to their brand and them. Sure. Period. And I don't, I'm not saying I blame them. I'm just saying this is what I think to be true. So, when you put those two things together, because what would really be good if those angles said, you know what, you guys either get together and get your schedules together, or we're only going to fish this, or we're not going to fish anything, or what you know what I mean? Like you, you can only vote with your feet, right? That'll never happen, not in this environment, right? Not that I think of. And there's a lot more to it, man. That's a that's a gross oversimplification of that. Sure. But, Look, man, if you, if you, as the guy calling the shots, if they said, hey, we're having a meeting in this part of the country, you guys want a tournament in March, or you want a tournament in March, here's the available good weekends in March, and you pull a, name, a number out of a hat and it corresponds to that weekend, hey, MPFL, you just got the third week in March. Great. We'll take it. Because there is, there, there is enough, right? But you got to go get it. And there, there's, there's no – desire for that to be done mm-hmm. we've been told multiple times like man from industry people and and other you know with other people in the business like look we really need the MP- the industry needs the mpfl to succeed mm-hmm. that's a, that's that's not that's not deeds that's words right show me you need the mpl for the to succeed and then and then we can talk about it right fair yeah, we, we, we are more than willing and I, I'll go on the record and I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. Those guys got our numbers, man, like any of them, like we, we want to deconflict from everything. I don't want I don't want one of my anglers that that comes and, and participates with my company and, and and invest their money with me and what we're doing to have to make a choice about whether they do that or not based on a schedule. Right. I know Patrick loves the MPFL. His, his dad and I, we sat around and talked about it forever. I'd love for Patrick to be able to fish. The problem is a two-year-old organization isn't going to go to go to bass and go, Hey guys, we'd really like to deconflict our schedules with you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm sure you would. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Patrick isn't going to go to the bass and go, Hey, I really want to fish this MPFL do over here. Can we, can we make sure that that's all done? No, they don't have to. Right. Although Patrick made almost as much money with the MPFL this year as he did in the elites. I'm just saying, just wow. throwing it out. Um, wow. <laughs> his five events made 95,000 finishing the top 20 in AOY on five events. So, um, hammer. Yeah. Well, dude, and, and guys are like, Oh, Patrick Walters is coming in there and wrecking shop. I'm like, bro, he wrecked shop on the elites. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's independent of the league. Um, but it, you know, yeah, he won an event on, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny. The level of competition has been brought up, dude. We put, Four guys that used to fish the MPFL are, are going to the elites. 
and, and what I would argue is the toughest – you want to talk about the toughest tournament? Go fish all nine opens and make the top nine spots. The Same. toughest in the world. Over the elites, over BPT, over everything. Hands down, the hardest accomplishment in bass fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and on top of that, fish an additional six tournaments throughout the year well, or more. I yeah. mean, it's just insane to me. Yeah. What Brian and John did this year – now, Brian only did it through a single division. Yeah. Right? He only fished yeah. – but – but dude, he I, fished I multiple though divisions, didn't he? Yeah, but he qualified through one, I think. Yeah, right? I yeah, don't think he no. fished all nine. No, I don't. I, don't um, I was like, dude, are you crazy? Like that's that's insane. So kudos to him, man. It's a big accomplishment, and we wish him all the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think uh, I think there's a lot to be said in that. Um, on the back end of things, when all this stuff, right? We have the invitationals. Um, get released the 150 boat field for their first event. Uh, opens have not come out with who's fishing that yet from that perspective on the back end of things. Do you feel like anglers are sometimes tied in certain situations um, based on, I mean, based on their decisions that they're making for their families and those types of things. But how would you like to see better improvement on the back end for guys to make decisions going into their future seasons? What, what, break it down for me, Adam. Break I guess, down, what do you mean? Yeah, I guess where I'm getting at there is like, I feel like there's so much talk, like the last two months, right, has been just phone calls with my buddies about where guys are fishing and those types of things. And then you like, you hear about, well, this guy has to go here because, uh, uh this situation because okay. of that situation. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that has been a, something that's happened in this industry for a very long time. And so, I'm not someone to speak on it. I don't know much about it, but I was just curious from your perspective. Look, man, it's good business. I hate to say that, right? If, if yeah. I have a brand that is supporting me through sponsorship yep. and I am, anglers are the most important commodity in bass fishing, period. Dot. So if I can help, influence that commodity into my business, that's what I'm going to do. And if I have to do that through a sponsorship, like a sponsor saying, Hey, if you want me to pay you X dollars that we're here to pay, I'm going to tell you where to go fish. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't do something else, but remember the first conversation we had? Well, if I do this, I can't do this. Sorry, man. I'm telling you for us to be in business together and for me to pay you to fish and give you, I'm talking about cat. I'm not talking about, two bags of worms no, no. and a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about cash deals. Yeah. That is the politics and the business of bass fishing and politics and business are the same thing. Don't, don't ever confuse the two, right? Like they are synonymous. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Like I, I think it sucks, but we lost a few anglers this year because a sponsor called them and said, Hey, you have to do this or I'm pulling your deal. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're going, or and, but like I told, I, I talked to both of the guys. I'm like, look, man, you got a choice. Like you don't, don't act like they got a gun to your head. Like you don't have to do yeah. it, but I understand fiscally and monetarily why you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But and you're, it's never going to change if anglers again, allow that to be the, the industry standard. But yeah. Hey man, if I had a sponsor that had four guys and I was four guys short in my field and I knew they were fishing somewhere else, I'd be like, Hey bro, call your boys. Like, if, if we don't do this, like we don't have, you know what I mean? Like it's leverage. Yeah. It's business. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. 
No, well, and that's kind of just you always hear grumblings of that, and and it's been going on. It seems like for a long time, and it's just interesting how that that works that way. But I, I think at the end of the day, right, like people don't have a gun to their head. Like I get it, you're you're getting a decision based on a on a monetary situation that you have to make that decision what's best for you. Um, but to your point, anglers, anglers are the most important situation in professional tournament fishing. And without anglers changing their ways, the way currently things are running, like it's never gonna, um, things aren't going to change from the negatives in my opinion, from that, that side of things. So I'm going to turn you into a little Brad Fuller disciple, Adam. I promise you for over. Oh boy. So, but remember what I said about that. What, why is that? Right? Like, what keeps anglers from doing that? Remember what I said earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, well, I want this sponsorship. Even though it's probably not the best deal in the world, I want to put that on. I want to be in, in that category of angler. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. They didn't ask me. They told me what to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Look, man, we're, we're, we, 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 I hear guys like, well, you know, in the PGA Tour, like, hey, man, that is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard in my life. Like if you compare that industry and that business to this, like, yeah, like you, you, you are disconnected from what the PGA tour or live now really is and yeah. how they do things. Right. Um, but I, I just, I feel like, man, this is, these are not employees, right? These are, guys who pay you a fee to participate in an event that you put on. It's no different than going to a concert, right? You pay for a ticket to a concert to go participate in that event, whatever they have, right? Like it's, it's the same thing. Like they are paid participants in an event and they are some rewarded very well for carrying on branding and stuff like that for these companies. It's like I said, man, unfortunately it's good business to push these guys where you want them, how you want them. What we have to do at the MPFL is, is make it a situation where either a, the English says, man, I, I, I enjoy this so much and I make enough money doing it. I'm going to stay right here. Or the company says, Hey, we actually want you fishing here. This is where we want. you." Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened once this year with a sponsor for us. They told an angler, like, look, this is of all the things going on. This is where we want you. We want you at the MPFL. And it's, it just stuck in my mind. Like that's a big deal. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. There's no, there's not a good answer. And that's a very uh, complicated deal with, with the commodity of anglers, us as an industry dealing with the commodity from the business and the marketing standpoint, all the way through um, them spending their money. It's a commodity that funds your leaves. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's interesting because you hear a lot of guys come out and say, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm moving to the opens and my sponsors were okay with this. Uh, I had that good conversation on the front end. I think there could be better communication too with anglers to their sponsors of saying, Hey, this is where I want to be on the front end before stuff kind of ties down. But it's like you said, like it's a, it's good business to, to pull somebody somewhere. And, um, that like, I think about it just from the perspective of my younger brother won a national, uh, wrestling uh, NCAA title last year. And he's like, dude, I got out of college wrestling at like 
right before all these deals started happening where, you know, athletes were getting paid, right? He's like, dude, it sucks. But now he's coaching somewhere and he's literally watching kids get poached, you know, for crazy money in, in a sport that doesn't make any money too, in comparison to football and other places. And it's like, that's just the way kind of our world works in a, in a lot of ways. And it's interesting that you just don't hear about it nearly as much on the front end of things in the fishing world versus on, uh, on the back end, you know, you hear all kinds of stories. Well, he, he, let's be honest. If you have an A word in front of your name, angler, you're a liar. Like let's start there. Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm still that line from Luke Duncan. Like they're all liars. Um, there, listen, man, there, there's also a lot of, like, I, I like, well, this is what my sponsor. Well, no, it's not like, you're not that guy. You know, I know you're not that guy. You know, you're not that guy. Just be man enough to tell me, hey, man, I don't want to fish with you. I want to go do this. Hey, man, I'll pat you on the butt, pat you on the head and tell you good luck. They got 171 dudes fishing all nine opens, I think, is the, is the number I heard. Sure. Um, yeah. Bro, I want nothing to do with that as an angle, right? Like, sorry. Now, if you're a secret teeth, if you want to get your teeth kicked in for a full year, then by all means, go do it. Um, but there's going to be some dudes who figure out real quick that they made a bad decision. Mm. Like hundred percent. I believe that. Not that I wish it on them, yeah. but dude, like, did you, like when that roster comes out of who's fishing all night, it's going to be stout. Like, gonna be- just the names I already know, like yeah. guys that have chosen to leave some things and go back to that. Like, and you think they're not going to be cutthroat digging in, like fishing hard, like, they want to make the elites. They're going to go get it. I, I think that there's a lot to be said for that on looking at yourself as an angler and where you're at. And there's not to say you can't get anywhere um, in due time. But, I mean, a, a great example, Matt Pangrat coming on the show talking about his opens. And he's like, man, you know, you got to think in your head, how much longer am I going to fight this no no payout battle and this all this stuff? And it's like, he's like, but what keeps me going is like, I'm being realistic with myself and I'm, I'm not far off. Like there's a difference there. If you're finishing 150th in every event, like maybe you should reconsider and, and look at yourself. I think there's a lot of that, like of, of saying like, man, like I know personally, like I'm not at the level of where some of these guys are at, but you know what? I know I can get there, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. People's egos. It's back to ego, man. Look at that. It, 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 listen, I love Matt. Like my, Matt and I have had a lot of really good conversations. And I told Matt, it's like when you're done getting your teeth kicked in and losing all your money over there at the Opens, you could probably actually make some money here at the MPFO. Like when, when you're done, when you're ready to stop, you know, losing money and getting your teeth kicked in, Matt's a good angler, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. you put him in this environment because it's – and when you look at us in the Opens, right, like look at what – and it's changed a little bit. Look at what that is versus what this is, right? Like – you can have some success here and make some money, at yeah. least not lose your face, right? Like, like if you're a decent angler, you should be able to come here and and at least offset your losses, right? Like, but but you know, we we think our tr- trophy is pretty darn cool, but it's not a blue it's not a blue trophy, right? Like, yeah. when you're facing the dream of being, if you want to sit back in your 80s in your rocking chair and say I was an elite angler, you can't get there from the MPFO. Now except for the fact that if you're wanting to cut your teeth and prove and become a good tournament angler, 
dude, four of the nine fish the MPFL. Like, I think, I think this, there's something to be said for that. I agree. And again, we're okay with that right now, man. We don't want to stay there forever. I don't want guys coming here then just bouncing out. But for right now, dude, we're, trust me, we're proud of it, right? Like, those are four really good anglers who I think are going to make an impact on the Elite Series. Yeah. Yeah. Fair statement. Well, I think, uh, I think it's been great, Brad, just to get your thoughts on this and how everything's getting pieced together going into 2023. I'll leave, I guess the last question you kind of, you kind of mentioned it earlier on, uh, on just how do we get X amount of anglers viable? Do you feel like there's a number, a set number that you for sure need, you know, is it 80 guys? Can you make it work then? Does it need to be close to that 130 mark? I mean, where does, where does that yeah. stand in your head or can you answer that? Well, I, 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 I can answer without answering. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll explain myself a little bit. And, and I've had this conversation with probably three or four anglers today. Um, the, the answer is we have all the metrics laid out for where everything puts us. Here's yeah. why I can't say it's 81 or 83.7, whatever it is, because some of it is dependent on what the anglers will tolerate. Right. So if I say, well, my number is 60, I can execute a league, cut blah, 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 blah with 60, but your payouts are $13.87 split 37 ways. <laughs> We're not going to tolerate that. Right. Sure. So as we move through this as anger sign, we are lockstep with them going, okay, guys, this is where we are. And this is where we are. We will meet a tipping point. And the problem is, Adam, like, listen, we, we, we stopped trying to please every angler probably two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard, man. But at the end of the day, if you're willing to stick in here with us, we feel like we can get this thing going and get it going in the right direction. But I can't tell you a number because it's kind of dependent on what the field says about where we are with respect to payouts for each given. Every time we increase an angler, money goes into payouts, money goes in the operating budget. Money goes into payouts, money goes in the operating budget. Sure. I don't listen, man. I've said it all along. If we want to make a real splash, I'm all for winner take all. Four hundred and seventy eight thousand five hundred dollars to the winner for six tournaments. Because, wow. because but think about it. Myself as a tournament organization, and so for all the I'm gonna save every all your listeners the scratch pad and calculator deal, right? Yep. That's a seventy seven and a little and a few a few tenths or hundreds of a percentage point. Payback. We're keeping 23% for a production to move our staff around the country and execute the events. Those are the numbers. You can do all the math, right? $4,056,000 is the total pay in. Take out money for the championship, take out money for each of the payouts. What's left over, we go into operating budget. When we look at that and you start to scale down the number of lenders paying in, that $4,056,000 starts to go down, right? Therefore, the payouts go down. There will be a point of diminishing return. You're like, well, I can't even cover my operating cost, right? And I remember I told you we run super lean already. So it's a low number, man. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I think if we can get somewhere, like you know, we're, we're going to shoot, we're going to we're going to work really hard to get to 130, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to let the anglers decide what they're willing to tolerate for payouts to get it off the ground and execute it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is that fair? Like I I dodged it it without dodging it. Dodged it. You explained your thought process without saying a specific number. So I get it. I get it. Awesome. All right, man. Well, how I like to end every show. Um, 
your three biggest largemouth, smallmouth, spotted bass, where you were when you caught them, and what you caught them on. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is going to be super easy. So um, I used to work as a U.S. contractor, and we trained out in uh, uh, Rockport, Rock, Rockwood, out in Texas, right? Okay. So real close to Lake Fork. So I would take my boat with me, and I would fish in April wow. on Lake Fork. And I knew nothing about that place. My buddy's like, oh, man, we always catch them off the bridges. So the very first time I ever went there and I took my boat, I took a 6XD citrus shad and just started fishing every bridge on Lake Fork. I caught a 10-7. Like my second day I was ever there. I've never fished anywhere else on Fork except all the bridges. So (laughs) that's my biggest bass ever. That's Um, awesome. Largest spot, I I mean, probably like on – Man, I don't know. I mean, probably a couple pounds. You know what I mean? Like Seminole's got some pretty yeah. good spots in it. Um, smallmouth. I went up with our, one of our production managers named Kyle Carpenter. He's a big guy up on Sturgeon Bay. We went to Little Sturgeon, um, or we went to Sturgeon Bay last year. And uh, it was cold. It was like October, I think. Okay. And I caught like a six something on an A rig. Oh my gosh! Yeah, lion smallmouth. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, dude, I, uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm super excited to see everything turn out in 2023. I think from day one, I've said this over and over out of all the schedules. I think you guys have the coolest schedule going into 2023. I love that you're starting down in Amistad. I feel like we haven't seen Amistad in a long time at a national tour level. And, um, man, can't wait to see, uh, see how everything goes, uh, with the NPFL and uh the anglers and everything going into 2023 and just wanted to thank you for coming on man and explaining everything well man i, I appreciate the opportunity like obviously this is a big deal for us to be on shows like serious angler podcast like it's it's a big deal we sincerely appreciate it um we need to get you out to events so you can see it and smell it and see what it's like all for yourself and all that stuff but man i really appreciate the time and uh never hesitate to reach out we always love talking to you guys okay awesome sounds good brad With that, man, have a good rest of your day and uh, have a good Christmas. All right, buddy. You too. Merry Christmas. All right, guys. And with that, we've got uh, wrapping things up going into 2023. I'm excited. Excited to see how everything steps out. Um, I can't wait to see where everyone goes. It's been been such a uh, back and forth thing for so many guys, and we're getting right down to it, getting into 2023. And with that, guys, I did want to say Omnia is doing a giveaway with Daiwa and uh, and Seth Fighter over there. Want to go ahead and include that. I'll include that in the show description. Please go ahead and head over to everything that Omnia has going. Been a fantastic partner with the show and the giveaway, giving away some awesome Daiwa gear. So with that, guys, we'll wrap things up. Enjoy uh, the holiday season, and we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back getting things rolling in uh, the week of Christmas. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode, and want to check out our show partners. All of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, 
This show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.